Yo, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, as always, the Afro Boy, Prince Unity, and this is the Lost Avenue Podcast. We talk about what? Everything about the sun, from Afro culture and history, financial literacy, and then controversy. You know, we dive into our social and political issues uh, that keep us from doing what? That keep us from unity. That's why I call myself the Prince of Unity, because that is one of my goals on my bucket list throughout life, to be able to uh, unify the diaspora, uh, and then one day through that, unify humanity. Because uh, I've always been able to see good in people, and other people, out, even outside of my community, have shown um, goodness to me. But to be more specific, uh, we got to get into it. Afroeconomics. As you guys know, every Friday, we talk about something related to uh, the economical realm, our economical reality, our economical industry. Right. And today we're going to try to cover uh, nutshells and summaries of the big four or three as an impact. Some may be trending topics and not. So the housing market, the stock market, um, what it's looking like in reality, and um, student loan forgiveness, right? Because that has been another trending topic that has come up, um, student loan forgiveness, what that looks like, what that is, if that's even possible, if we're talking about uh, North America or the United States of America, right? And all these things, like I always say, have a domino effect, especially when it comes to uh, the impact it can have on the diaspora. They'd be like, Afro boy, what you mean? You always talking about how this can, how could something in, in North America, especially specifically the United States, impact the diaspora? How, how in the world can this impact all the other black people who don't live in America? What do you mean? How does this involve us if we don't live in America? Let me break it down to you real quick. If the housing market for those who are real estate investors, whether you are uh, multi-unit, single home, uh, retail or commercial, what can happen on the flip side, looking at the housing debacle as a glass half full perspective can do what? There's a massive movement of immigration, right? Now, you may see that there may be some ideals and viewpoints that says immigration inside of itself doesn't even have uh, equality, right? But it's immigration still, and there still is a a movement, right? There's still people coming to the um, perceived American dream of land of opportunity. So with that being said, what does this do? For me, who believes in the diaspora unity, black unity, if I gain the opportunity, think about it. If I gain the opportunity to get minimum a four flat, maximum a commercial unit, 32 flat building and so forth. That then does what? Yes, you have to follow guidelines for housing and equal housing opportunities from whatever city that you are in. 
Yes, I understand that following knowledge of real estate school, this is very true. But we're talking about the family here. What it does is still get the opportunity to give homes, to give shelter, to give some form of a family structure stability to the diaspora. Example, I go out and through this housing debacle, housing market crash, I'm able to secure a four flat. Let's just make it easy. A four flat building. If I'm able to secure a four flat building, yes, you're talking from an investor standpoint, you can rent it out, make income, and have the rent payments from the other units pay for your mortgage. Yes, if you're coming from that end. What happens on a social aspect is now I provide it for my people, my diaspora family, whether you are from Cuba, so you're Afro-Latino, Africa, Great Britain, uh, Canada, and the islands. And if I can make it an affordable rent based off comps, even if you're using the leveraged program, remember, this is supposed to be a leveraged program called Section 8, to afford this housing, I've given you something, right? I've given you something that you may have gotten turned away from other uh, industry lenders, uh, industry, you know, real estate uh, group investors, right? Or landlord investors, right? You may have been turned away. But me, because I've taken this opportunity to study the market, be wise with financial literacy, be wise with economics, gain the opportunity to give you something that a lot of people have told you no. See where I'm going with this? Now, going into another spiel, another trending topic, uh, the stock market. Um, we... Uh, what a lot of people have been saying, we have entered a bear market. And we have entered a form of a crash, right? So let's go over some, some terms because I like to give terms to my audience. What is a bear market? Google, as our reference point, and I'm, I'm literally reading these things as, as we're, we're doing the show live. So... Be a reference to Google or resources Google. A bear market is a term used by Wall Street when an index like the S&P 500, the Dow Jones industry, in industrial average, or even a individual stock has fallen 20% or more from its recent high for a sustained period of time. So basically that is a decline and your median or overall market stocks have declined by more than one-fourth, basically, right? So they say 20% or more, so what is that? A quarter. And you're hearing the term uh, crash or barrel market a lot. Now, everyone who has been a long-term investor, the same as me. If you are a long-term investor, not a short or swing trader, your portfolios are probably not looking the best. My portfolio is not looking the best. I have probably lost 
let's say maybe 10, 10% of my overall gains. But how do we look at this from a wealth building standpoint, a generational standpoint? What do I always say? These are buying, these are buying opportunities for your future. These are buying opportunities for your future. And then how does this, how do these things that we do, um, whether you are talking about around the world or in North America, benefit us as a diaspora? If one person who, who keeps his humility, his mission, his goal to help expand and create wealth for the us as black people around the world keeps true to that, then the wealth that he creates individually can create a pathway. Because do I believe that even, even if I became rich, let's play the hypothetical game, even if I became rich in the next six months, right? If I became truly wealthy, became a millionaire, became a billionaire. The same way I had to change what was the impact of an example, President Obama being one man versus what a group of like-minded individuals can really do, which is buy up a state worth of land versus me buying my 40 acres and a mule. Now, impact is impact. I get rich, I get wealthy, I buy 40 acres and a mule, I create this this mini promised land I'm shout out to Wall Street Trapper because they actually have bought 40 acres of mule. They call it, I think they I think they call it the promised land. Wall Street Trapper and M500 actually did that. But let's say I followed their lead and did it on my own, remixed it, made it welcoming to, to you know, uh, our family members. That is one notch in a very long belt, but not still. So this inspires you to go out and follow these footsteps of the greats, saying these things are possible and making these things possible. Do that. Um, But remember, it has to start somewhere. So what is this stock market, bear market or stock market crash, which is a lot of terms that they're using? This is buying opportunity for you to individually create wealth. And if if enough of you individually create wealth, listen to me, niggas. If enough black folks create individual wealth, if you follow or change your mindset socially, you have now created a structure of a better economical community. And what happens when we have a better economic community? You stop seeing articles that just came out on Facebook saying that there was a shooting of 10 Ten people. Ten people got shot on, I believe it's the Magnificent Mile. Did I click on the in-depth of the article? No. Do I know the deep details of the article? No. Can I make some educational guesses about how this may have went down? Yes. Being from these poverty-stricken environments, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And saying that we need to improve our mentality our economical standings to improve our economical communities can do so much for our families. I literally had a sister, she she messaged me. 
because we're like-minded. And I appreciate her input of continuing this, this long discussion. She says that, that the black family, that the black man specifically, needs to improve his mind state about improving his family and the family structure. You improve your mind state about what it means to truly want to improve your family structure. And you don't have to be with the girl. Yes, yeah, she, if she's just the mother of your child, I, I just heard this from Shaq. Be there as a man in that collective. Be there. Because your children who did not decide to come into this earth need you as a collective. It's very, very true. So, black man, try your best to continue to fight and be there. Um, but if you change all that, you then impact your entire collective, your entire community, 20 years plus. Now you start to see the black version of what they call like the 10 families or the four families or the wealthy families of the world. Now the image of wealth includes your melanated face, your African face, your black and beautiful face. And that is what matters. Um, next. But not least is still known forgiveness and the impact that can have on me. Because <laughs> I show sure like my still known forgive. So, in short, Forbes, right? I just realized this Forbes gives you four free articles. I do not know if these is, you know, every day or every week, but that is impactful. Uh, because I've started to change the way I've tackled um, giving out information, just putting the podcast out like a whole 360. But in short, what the article says, what you, what you pretty much need to know is that the pause payments or uh, the deferment, that's, that's, a, that's a term you'll really, really hear. The deferment of, you know, zero payments ends on August 31st of 2020, 2022, right? So that means that, they, that the, the current administration, the Biden administration, has to make a decision about if they will even be able to do this through executive order, how much it will be, and um, what are the outlines of that. Now, what you've heard, the two main numbers, if you've read anything or follow any form about student loan forgiveness or student debt, the first number that was thrown out was $50,000, right? $50,000 or more in every student debt for every borrower. You know, they said, hey, that's kind of a big number. You'll see what we can do. Now, what the Biden administration, the current administration, has considered to call support for was $10,000. Now, I am going to give you an insight on what that could do for your credit score. Let's give an example. Let's say, hypothetically, you went to a local school. You got some scholarships. You got half. 
half a full ride or however they were that you got half a scholarship or you got enough scholarships to where the, the remaining balance of your student debt was $10,000. And you call whoever your student debt provider or counselor or the people who handling handling the loan says your monthly payments after August 31st will be $400 a month. Right? Because of inflation and all these things impacting money. Your student debt will be $400 a month. All right. If that is wiped out, you now have $400 extra in your pocket. What can $400 extra a month do in your pocket? Well, let's use a calculator. Let's use a calculator. Give me one second. One second, y'all. Um, so Let's say it started in January of 2023, right? So 400 times 12 is $4,800. Let's go back to a housing example. A housing example is this. Housing example. Let's say 3.5. And the reason I use 3.5 a lot as like my, my base page because uh for FHA, for FHA in the state of Illinois, uh, because I, I don't know if that's the, the national um the national minimum down payment. But you get close. I'm assuming this is this is recent numbers because of the impact of inflation. But three point five percent down on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home or real estate property um, that falls in residential is five. Thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, right? And if you were able to get your student debt canceled out, it would impact. They and they literally said it's an article. Let's see, where's the article? They literally say that this would impact over like six million, nine million people, right? Now. What they're hesitant about is how they structure this if they do decide to do it, because you know that there will be people who are like, yo, you canceled their debt. Why can't you cancel mine? And that is a very reasonable question. It's a very reasonable question, because if we took out the fact that it's money and we're talking about food, what would you say? Hey, you gave them food. 
through this program, why can't I get mine? We're all starving. When you put it in that simple box, sounds very much like a fair question. Um, oh, actually, I got the number wrong. It's not $6 million. Uh, it says the counseling $10,000 of federal student loan. This is a reference from Forbes article. Counseling $10,000 in federal student loans for every borrower will wipe out the student loan debt of over 6 million people, representing around a third of all the borrowers, according to the Center of American Progress. Now, it says that student loan forgiveness with income limits would be complicated. And they put, they considered income limits because we keep saying that the wealthy, whether they studied it, whether they inherited it, whether they scammed it, the wealthy seem to always benefit from things that are supposed to benefit everyone, but except especially supposed to impact those who uh are low are lower income middle class low class um, situations right this is supposed to be a stepping stone this is supposed to be a reliever this is why they pass these things so it says that Biden has privately indicated that he opposes student loan cancellation that might benefit doctors lawyers or other high income and earners as well as graduates from elite private institutions now, this is how they word it, not mine, because I know people who are nurses, doctors, lawyers, who, yes, on paper, remember, on paper says a lot, who on paper are earning what you call six-figure, eight-figure salary. What is a six-figure salary, though? Literally, a six-figure salary is anyone between 100 K, $100,000 to about, I believe that's a million with all the nines. Annually. There are a lot of people who are probably about managers of some jobs who make that, but they live not much higher or pretty much in the range of middle class. So you got to look, look at the words that they use, but look at the reality. So what is the reality? Let's, let's Google it. Google's a good resource. So let's say income range of middle class and and here it is. So this is a reference from 2020. But it says in this analyst, middle income adults in 2021 are those with an annual household income that was two thirds of the double of the two thirds to double the national median income in 2020. After incomes have been adjusted for household size, about 52K, 52,000 to 156,000. Annually, in $2022, is the annual for the household in household of three, right?
let, let's say you, you income of middle class of a single person, right? Let's say some, someone who is by themselves. Now, it says in Illinois, we're going to do reference for my state, a single person. The, the, the middle class range of income is anywhere between $25,000. I have no idea how you live off $25,000. That is really a scary number. Um, to about $77,000. Remember, what is the base minimum of a six-figure person? That is $100,000 flat. hundred k. So if... A middle class person makes seventy. Let's let's just round it up to seventy seven k five hundred seventy seven five. You're not much off than six figures. You're rolling around the the realm of five. So you have to pay attention to words. We have to pay attention to words. Um, but will this impact us in a positive manner that does pass 100%? If we study the stock market, rolling through this bear market, picking good stocks, keeping the, the ones that you believe in long term, boom, will that impact your wealth? Yes. If you're studying real estate, rolling it out, putting your money in the right places, Saving up, doing what you need to do, will this impact your wealth? 100%. What I want my family, the diaspora, and humanity to really get is that we've been putting ourselves in a trap, in a slump for too long. Yes. I know that there were pre-ordained or pre inadequate and any in based based on inequality structures before uh we were alive we were present but it is up to us today us to choose especially in uh my african presence because what i hear when i talk to my african brothers is the strength of choice just like this the strength of saying i choose to not believe what they put in front of me this is how they talk. They say, how dare you try to disprove? I, I promise you, I see it. How dare you try to disprove the strength of me as an African man? The intelligence of me as an African man. And I want to re-embody that because what do they say we've lost? Our heritage. My, I believe that there is a connection between all of us who are melanated, there's a connection between all of us who uh, are carbotoned, who are black, who are known by so many names in this world. Um, but I do ride with the presence of the African man. So, in that instance, how dare you say that I can't build uh, a unified front based on social, economical, political, and even legal standpoints? How dare you say I can't do that? It's definitely possible. We just have to remember what? 
what we have lost as a people and how we are going to get it back. So hopefully this has impacted you. Hopefully you um, take heed to this. Um, the small gems, the big gems that I've left with you. And I will holler at y'all later. Also, June is around the corner. Get your June team shirts. Come to the June festivals. Um, you are in the state of Illinois, especially because I know like that's the top three states out of the 52 states that listen to me. Yo, if you want to take a trip to Chicago for the summer, come out all the diaspora. Come out, party with us, celebrate with us. Um, it means a lot. As as a black American um, who descends from the Africans who created black culture, that is how I uh, relate it. It means so much to us when we see you come and enjoy life with us. It impacts us so much. I know you may not feel like you hear us say it. I'm saying it for the collective as an ideal, but it does. It means a lot. It disproves 400 years of doubt. 400 years of resentment, 400 years of not understanding why we ended up here, but we made the best of what we made, and we try to gift those um, relevance, civil rights acts, and all those to our diaspora. Hopefully, they return to love, and we come back together. So I'm your host, the Afro Boy, Prince Yudi. Please like, share, subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, like us on YouTube, like us on Facebook blog, and I will holler at y'all later.